Welcome to the Beauty Business Strategies Podcast, where we give salon, spa, and med spa owners quick tips to make more money, inspire your team, and create world-class client experiences. All right. Well, welcome everyone to the Beauty Business Strategies Podcast. My name is Michael Yost, and I will be your great host for the day. Uh, Once again, we are really excited to have another fantastic guest uh, with us and uh, really got a really great conversation uh, that I'm excited to introduce to you guys uh, all around the idea of, uh, we'll go under the theme of flexible scheduling, but I think that really with the depth that it goes, you know, it starts there, but there's a lot of real depth to it that isn't, that just becomes even more than just that. Uh, but with that in mind, before we get into it, I want to introduce our guest for the day. Uh, we are joined by the owner of Curly Oasis, uh, Wafaya Abdallah. Wafaya, how are you today? Hi, Michael. I'm well. How are you? Awesome. Doing great. Doing great. So before we get out and running and diving into the, the topic itself, uh, why don't you just give everyone a little bit of just a brief introduction of yourself, where you're located, business, that kind of a thing. So we have a sense of you. Okay, we are located in Rockville, Maryland. We are a curl-centric salon, and we have uh, operated as a curl-centric salon since 2008. I have owned the company since 2005, and uh, let's see what else comes. I think that's a good start. That's a good place to start. I agree. That's a great place to start, because we're going to talk about a lot of other cool things, and who knows what will come out of that. But Here's the the fascinating part is so uh, I love the topic today being around the idea of flexibility and really, you know, in a, in a little pre-conversation, you even talked about honoring our people, the workforce and things like that. And that got really that got my interest really peaked. And so it's like, hey, let, let's have a podcast around this. Uh, we started actually a conversation. This kind of whole conversation came out of just a whole different topic of, of dialogue that we were having. But talk to me a little bit about this idea of, as we talk about this idea of flexible scheduling or honoring people, you know, there's a lot that goes with this story. So I think the best place I'm going to ask you is, where did as you start to think about this story, where did this kind of begin for you? Give us the beginning steps of how this started entering into your mind with scheduling and honoring our people that work for us and all that. So give us a little setup. Okay. Well, it really started with the pandemic and the shutdown. And what was clear to us from the beginning is when the powers that be God, whatever you believe in the human experience asks the entire planet to have a time out, you start paying attention. And what became really clear to us early on is we're in a big classroom. And so what are the lessons to learn? And of course, the very first one, and you touched on this at the conference, is how we are all connected. You know, so often we think, oh, that person's experiencing that because they live in that country with that government, they have that religion. But in this case, every, you know, something started in a little place in China and it, you know, connected the entire planet. And so that came into our awareness. Okay, great. And then the the next thing is, yeah, if we all work together, we can heal the planet. And apparently in less than a week. (laughs) And so that was, but then of course, as a company, you know, and it's really interesting too, because right before 
we had the shutdown. One of, you know, we have uh, some events here at the salon. We don't just do hair. We have social justice events. We have, you know, book signings. We've had poetry readings. So we had an event uh, with a client that wrote a book and it's called Do Nothing. And it was actually about the 40 hour work week and where that came from and how it came from the industrial revolution, because as industry shifted in the turn of the century, work weeks became 60, 80 hours. And then unions came and said, okay, wait a minute, let's make it a third, a third, a third, 30, you know, a third of the time you're asleep, a third of the time, you know, you're at work and a third of the time you got your home. But really it's a very archaic model of work. And so that all was kind of, you know, percolating in our head is, all this was was happening. And then the next thing that happened, and I'm not going into the politics, but when you saw, you know, the whole Black Lives Matter, because the older crowd was more at risk, they couldn't go out and protest. So what was happening? The younger crowd was protesting and protesting every day. So then just observing all this and understanding that we're in a classroom, what occurred to us is this is really a renaissance that we're living through. It's we're passing the torch. And as a business owner, I started thinking, all right, so what is our job here? I mean, yes, these young people, especially with all the unemployment they were getting, want to, as Neil said, want to work 20 minutes and earn, you know, 200,000 a year. Well, that really isn't realistic. But what can we do? What can we do to really listen to what the young people younger or the new workforce is asking for and what role can we play in it and that's that's kind of where my thinking was now fast forward to reopening and what happened for us is that we you know we're open seeing clients five days a week but we would have a gap here and there and so I thought well that's not really using our time wisely we can't do a lot around that we're already sanitized to death Everything's neat and organized, everything. So what can we do? So I said, guys, how about if we close Tuesday for clients and make that a team development day? Because we had just completed the internal training program with strategies and really wanted to use that to its fullest. And let's see clients four days a week. And we said, we're going to try it for three months. And see what happens, see where, you know, the pandemic is, see if people are more comfortable coming or, you know, what's going to happen. Well, what quickly came to pass is that our numbers actually increased and the staff was happier. (laughs) And so the team development day, by the way, I mean, we're still working, but not actually working. It was more, first of all, they could come in any way they wanted. The only thing I asked is brush your teeth. That's all I ask. You come it's in. It's an important ask, by the way. The <laughs> teeth brushing, good, good ask. Thank you. I thought so. <laughs> Dental hygiene is important, and so you know, you want to come in in pajamas and bedroom slippers, whatever you want. Just come on in, and we're going to really work on ourselves as people. We're going to personal growth, and then we're also going to work on our skills and everything to do with the company and improving and growing. And so we did, and we did a lot of things like, you know, meditation. Um, I'm getting a certification in energy medicine that kind of came at the same time. So, you know, how do we use that in, in, in our, uh, in our salon? Because again, we could touch people when 
their families couldn't. So how can we bring healing touch? And you just saw so much anxiety and depression. Anyway, and so it was really just learning all the lessons and then making that um, so-called flexible work schedule. I mean, our our business is not flexible. We work by appointment and we're booked out months ahead. But what can we do within that framework to have some flexibility? And then our goal, what occurred to us is, wait, we could actually work, increase the hours but still honor this kind of uh, hybrid work week by if we double our staff, we can then be open Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday with one group. The second group can be Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And then Wednesday, the whole company can come together for this team development turn and realize, wow, it's kind of like a three and a half day work week because that Team development day is five hours for staff and six hours for leaders. And I thought, you know what? I was also holding on to the past. Like, oh, you know, these young people, they don't want to, you know. <laughs> and then I wait, I said, wait, actually, I'd be happier with this. What a what a wonderful right. you know, work schedule. <laughs> <clears throat> right. So I'm going to jump in here. Obviously, you've, you've talked about, there's a lot of things to just talk about just in those first few minutes that you just shared there. Let's take a couple steps back. What I what I find then through that, through everything you shared, what a couple of things jumping out of me, taking some notes on the side and, and, and just want to remember the things that you're putting down. <clears throat> a couple of things that really jumped out at me. What I found interesting was just even the fact that we talk about how a 40-hour work week just even came into existence uh, and really kind of thinking like, hey, listen, it's in some ways kind of arbitrary uh, to, to some degree as far as that goes. But when it really comes down to it, that so that's become, you know, really, we'll say pre-pandemic, that became very much the norm. And it's not that it's not the norm post, but I will definitely say I am with you 100% where there has absolutely been, I think, in every industry, not just ours, not just the beauty industry, but in every industry, I think that whole work week uh, uh, model metric has really shifted, especially with the advent of of working from home and Zoom and technology and what that provides for a lot of people. A lot of things have changed. So what I found interesting was this, as it more applies to what you were sharing, what I found fascinating was you really came out of the pandemic going, you know what, there's got to be a different way to kind of look at this um, because we could already see immediately that even the customer, the client was going to react in a different way. Not only did our work lives kind of change, and it wasn't just us, but it was kind of like the whole evolution of the, the customer, the consumer changed as well. So you looked at it and you said, you know, we can do this a little bit more efficiently in some ways. And when I say efficiently, I think what I mean by that is from a business perspective, meaning, all right, for the health of the company and what it needs, we can do this a little bit differently and efficiently. But then on the other side of that coin, we can also be honor the people that work for us a little bit more. So if I got it right, then you first started with just the idea of uh, upon returning, you first started with just the idea of, hey, let's condense a work week into uh, what was it? Did you say a four day work week, but then with the training day, right? Was that Tuesday was a training and yeah. then it was Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, right? Did I get that yes. right? Yeah. Okay. So how long did you, so with that, did you say you did that? How long did you, did you go that direction? Would you, how long did you run that way? 
with that schedule. With the four-day work week, you mean? Yeah. We still are. Okay. We still All are. Right. So when we opened up, we, you know, because we pre-book and stuff, so we already had clients on the book for three months. And I said, okay, well, once, you know, now as we're booking into the future, let's not book anything on Tuesday. And let's just keep that not only training day, but it's really important that we also add this personal development day. Because again, as we were doing these things, as I was doing it, I mean, I got more into meditation, more into energy medicine, more into gut health, more into, you know, so many things that we're doing and really even looking at hair and scalp and understanding how related it is to gut health. Um, And as I was doing that research and then talking to my team about it, they were loving it. And just like, you know, we're sharing podcasts and I thought I can, you know, what is our job as employers? It's not, it's not only, you know, I'm going to get spiritual on you here. It's not just to come in and, you know, turn the lights on and make a profit. We have the gift of actually helping our team to grow and develop and step into their full power. And I, 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 that came into a realization that they, you know, have the, they're giving us time in their life, you know, away from their families, away from home. And how can we really respect that and bring that to a place that is helping them be the best that they can be? Right. And, um, you know, and so once we started after the 90 days, and then we had those Tuesdays off, and we started doing meditations, and we started doing um, personal quests, let's, let's call it that spiritual quests of, for example, I'll give you one concept that we studied, what is victim consciousness, right? Victim consciousness is when your, um, your personal reality creates your personality as opposed to your personality creating your personal reality, you know, cause mm-hmm. all we heard is even now, by the way, as, as we're interviewing, I can't tell you how many job candidates said, well, you know, the pandemic, um, my anxiety, my anxiety, I have anxiety. And I think the co-pandemic is anxiety and depression. And then I, I will say to them kind of cheekishly, how much did you pay for it? And they're like, what? I said, well, you said my anxiety. You know, do you own it? <laughs> right. Yeah, you must have bought that somewhere. Instead of I'm experiencing anxiety. And again, I, I take a lot of classes, a lot of personal development. And I even heard someone say, you know, and again, the pharmaceutical companies and anxiety meds can cause depression and people who are already depressed and suicidal thoughts. And by the way, um, in that year, they were saying uh, emergency room visits, just emergency room visits from attempted suicide and young people were up 51%. And I thought as a business owner and having young people come on a staff, I I can't sit by and just watch this happen. And so that's how we got into the personal development and the whole victim consciousness. I'm this way because life happened to me. Well, guess what? We're spiritual beings having a human experience. Life's going to happen. It's what we do with it. And so really taking the time to get people to that awareness. And so when I say stepping into their power, not being at the mercy of a label that society has deemed, and then they medicate us with, with things. And I'm not saying there's not time for medication in a place. I, I don't mean that. 
but not to the level that it is. Because as they're doing the research, it's these meds that these kids are over-medicated. And so that's where I thought, okay, so I've got this gift of these people, these young people coming on the staff. How can I get them to really step into their power and be the future of this world in a healthy, productive way that's still, again, honoring where they're at with time, but giving them the discipline that, that they're going to need in order to realize uh, these visions and these, these um, hopes and dreams that they have. And right. so that's, you know, how all this is kind of at play here. Right. Well, you know, I think one thing that resonates true, and this is what I, you know, what I love about that personal development day as you, as you tagged it. I think one thing that's true that for anyone listening uh, on the podcast has a real sense of, of you and your culture and, and what you're about at your business that goes be, that goes well beyond just the, the, the actual work of the business. And, you know, what I want to, what I want to kind of say to that is I think what's really cool about that is no matter who's listening, no matter how much you're like, oh man, that really resonates with me. Or I'm not so sure that in particular, that message resonates from what maybe what Faye was sharing. The key to get out of it is, is that your culture can develop the way you want it to be and and the things that are important to the people that are part of your, you know, within your four walls that are a part of your company. Every business has its own unique culture and strengthening that is so, so important. And we could get off on, I could chase a whole side, you know, a, a whole side rabbit trail with this idea of, you know, the stronger the culture and the stronger you meet people where they are, talk about staff retention and want to stay a part of your company and growing with your business and things like that. There's a whole nother, there's a whole nother dialogue there just around that. So I love the idea of for the again, I think the point I want to just emphasize is I love this idea of you took and you looked at your at your week and said, how can we make this a, a better place for all involved. So we can look at our work week and we can look at that personal development piece, grow skills of the business, grow the physical skills that you guys do in your company or anyone would do in a personal development day, but also strengthen right along with that, the culture of the company because of the things you do. That resonates super clear with you. I love that. And then you got the remaining part, you know, got that more, I guess I'll say, I'll just use the word the more, in a sense, condensed work week, but it's still as efficient as it was when it was spread out over longer periods of time. And so I just want to get a little bit of nuts and bolts on this just to give a little bit for those listening, a little bit of the nuts and the bolts. And so uh, correct me, uh, you know, around anything that you might have done a little bit different, but I want to give a basic overview. So for those listening, it's like, you got to remember what, what Wafea has done is this. She has looked at and said, hey, I have X amount of hours for sale. I can spread it. Let's, let's use an example. Uh, I'll use the idea that I'll stay with a 30-hour work week, right? I'll use that mm -hmm. as an example. I'll say 30 hours. Mm -hmm. I can work seven days and 30 hours. I can work, uh, what would that be, four, roughly four hours a day. And have 30 hours. I could work three 10 hour days and have 30 hours, or I could work mm -hmm. six five hour days or whatever. The key is, is that first and foremost, again, we're talking nuts and bolts here. First and foremost is 
what are the needs of the business? Because the business has the the business has to stay viable and healthy to provide all this good stuff for our people. So what are the mm-hmm. needs of that business? But then once we know I need X amount of hours for sale, once you know that about your company, you can start to do really powerful things like this, for example, and say, hey, listen, let's create a personal day, but then also then we're going to uh, condense our work day into a four-hour you know, work schedule, fifth being that personal development. And we can do a lot of great things, the same things we did when we were a five-day or even a six-day week by by what might have been. So I think it's really fascinating when you start to look at, all right, what does your business need and knowing the numbers aspect of your business. But then mm-hmm. once you know that, what you can do with that is amazing. And so that's Absolutely. kind of the the core of it. So did I get anything wrong there with how you looked at that end of it? Just going meeting the needs of the company so it can meet the needs of the people just from a pure dollars and cents standpoint and availability. Absolutely. Yes, that is a very important piece. And, and, you know, we often say head in the clouds, feet on the ground. And so the feet right. on the ground piece, 100% looking at the cash flow, cash flow is my boss. You know, I mean, you guys have coached that. I've been with strategy since 2004. And of course, we looked at hours for sale and, uh, you know, the, uh, you know, average um, price per hour and, you know, cost per hour, excuse me, and what we need to make and, you know, what the, the retail needs to look like and, and all of that before I could make this decision, 100%. Okay. Uh, and then, yeah. Once you understand that, it you're able to get more creative with it. It's like, okay, well, the company needs this many hours in order to keep the lights on and have a little bit of profit, right? right. And then and the other thing is we're hiring. So we're, you know, we're a small staff right now that's very productive. I mean, definitely a lean, mean machine for sure. But the other piece is how can we stand out? How can we attract the staff? Yes. What can we do differently? Right. And, and of course, you know, purpose is such a huge thing. People want to come to work to make a difference. And, you know, touching on the personal development days that in their own life they can grow. But then when we do that, what they're able to share with clients and what the, the energy that we have in the salon, the way that we've practiced our signature cleanse and do a little energy medicine thing with some, a signature massage to go with it. You know, that's, and, and by the way, then we, the other piece, the other piece, um, once we got the nuts and bolts in place to answer your question is how can we connect and collaborate further with our community? Because now people have time. Great example, the yoga studio down the road, they weren't as busy. So I reached out and I said, hey, would you send a yoga teacher out to us for a series of classes on Tuesdays? And would you work with us on the financial piece? They're like, yeah. I mean, they did it. We negotiated. It was exactly what we wanted. They sent a lovely teacher and we had a yoga series because the other pieces, you know, a hair, hair stylist, people in this industry, you know, as you get older, certainly myself, it's like my back, my neck, my shoulder. Well, how can I teach my staff now? How can I teach the future of this industry how to have better self-care as well? Right. Not only spiritually and psychologically, but physically. Yeah. And I, you know, we also, 
No, I'm just going to say, I just want to jump in because again, what you're sharing is so much good stuff from the standpoint that I think it's easy to recognize, you know, the, the simple facts are like I said, you made a good plan for your business going, this is what the needs are. But now the things you're able to do with that, like you're sharing, I think it makes it very clear, you know, what attracts, we talk all the time about what attracts uh, potential candidates to a business and they are attracted. I'll go back to the culture word again, uh, that was already brought up. They're attracted to your culture, which is again, the collective behavior of a group of people in a sense. Uh, and it's in a very kind of simple term, but what you have is, as you talked about the personal development day, or now you're also talking about the fact that, Hey, other things we're able to do because of this is, you know, making sure they're taken care of health-wise or or giving them the freedom to also explore other interests, uh, which is, I think, really important. We had we had talked about it, and you haven't touched on that yet, uh, but it was something mm-hmm. in kind of a little pre-conversation that we had that I think kind of fits perfectly here. You made a great observation about uh, about where we are now in the kind of the this uh, you know the 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 modern worker, especially those that are coming new into the industry. So we'll say like, so for those that are special, I'm just going to kind of blanket statement this a little bit. It's not a hundred percent accurate, but I would say, especially for those, you know, really I'd say mid twenties and under, you made a really great observation about how they have other interests out there and, and there are different things. It, talk to me, you know, I want, I want you to share it the way you did when we were just kind of like having a little bit of pre-dialogue on this. Cause I think you explained it way better uh, than my brain is going to. Yes. Again, if, you know, if we look at everything as what are we to learn from this and not complain about it, but really what is there for me to see and learn here? So pre-pandemic, one of uh, the things that um, we ha- I had the opportunity to do is travel internationally and teach hairdressers about um, curly hair. And I'm from Egypt and we actually went to Egypt. And what I noticed there you know, had it been in years. And what I noticed is everyone had a side hustle. I just thought it was a developing nation, you know, that where the economy is, is, you know, strained and that's what they needed to do to, to meet, uh, meet, uh, have ends meet. And then I, upon reflection, and by the way, I just want to share this one piece about Egypt too, which is very interesting is while it's a very old country historically, it's one of the youngest country in population. So uh, 60% or more are under the age of 25. So when we're looking at young energy, you know, and even again, when I left it, it was very traditional Muslim, which it still is, but you see a lot of change. I mean, it's changing in spite of themselves. Uh, but anyway, so back to the side hustle. And so I noticed that and I thought, yeah, okay, that's what they need to do. But then when I kind of came back, I started seeing that more and more, you know, um, even in my own children, I have three sons while, you know, one son is pursuing a degree in um, environmental sciences. He also got his yoga teacher certificate. And I noticed more of that was happening that, okay, so again, if I have my finger on the pulse correctly and and I'm understanding what this classroom is teaching me, then what I'm seeing is that they don't want to work the same way as their parents. That's not how they see things. They want to have 
a variety in life. I mean, I think we're all ADD to an extent, right? Um, and so they don't want to just have that one career to work for for their entire life and, and pay for health care. They want to have something that really speaks to them, that gives them a sense of purpose. But that's not the only thing they want to do. You know, maybe they have some digital stuff they want to do. They, you know, and now you're seeing it more and more that, yes, people have their, their, their main gig, but then they have their side hustle that's also bringing them joy. And I thought, all right, well, if we're able to grow this company and, and really have that four-day work week, three-and-a-half-day work week, and by the way, we're not like throwing all caution to the wind here. Again, we're consulting cash flow. It would be, you know, a nine hour work day for three days. And then that, you know, team development day. And um, if we're to have that, they can go ahead and have their, they can teach yoga on the side. They can, you know, do whatever, build content on the side. Fine. How can this company support you in that initiative? And then for people who have families, you know, we realize quality time with our family is important. We kind of forgot that till the pandemic said, you shall learn how to play games together again right, and have family. Right. And it's, I miss that, you know, and so being able to have a work week that can support that. I mean, what a gift. We're not here to work. <laughs> right. You know? Well, I think you bring up something really powerful. And, and again, I knew you would share, obviously, way better than I ever could about just that whole idea of, you, you, you know, again, we call it a side hustle. But the more I think about it, and again, I'm just kind of absorbing this, uh, you know, kind of in the moment or things of that nature. But as I really kind of think about that, even for myself, a level deeper it's not again, I think it's not so much that people do the side hustle because I think most people's, you know, this side hustle, this side job isn't isn't about the money. Mm -mm. It's nice to have a little bit of extra cash. They might look at it that way, but it's more about purpose than anything. Mm -hmm. It's more about finding the fact that that's why, you know, we need to find ways to make sure that our work. Our primary work, we'll say, as we're kind of in this conversation, that the primary work that they do with you in your business as employees and, and team members of your company, that that has purpose about it. But again, this especially as you look at uh, at where these these uh, these generations as they continue to develop want something that has purpose in a different way. And that's not a slight. I think a lot of business owners take it as like, what am I doing wrong that they need to do something else? And mm -hmm. I think it more is more about the fact that no, just it rounds me out. It makes me, you know, I have another outlet that keeps me more well-rounded. I even think about myself. It's like, oh, the side hustle thing. And then I recognize the fact that um, during little league season, I umpire. Uh, in the mm. evenings. And it's like, well, why do I do it? Well, I do it to earn it. You know, I mean, it's nice to have a couple of extra bucks, but it's certainly, let me, trust me, a little league umpiring is not going to get you rich uh, <laughs> as far as that goes. So it has nothing in a way, nothing to do with that. It's great that I can, uh, there's a lunch that I can have on, you know what I mean? That kind of a thing. But I love it because I love the give back. I love the community aspect of it. I love the idea that maybe I can have some kind of an influence in on that uh, on those uh, that are playing that you know traditionally that ten to twelve year old range. Who knows? 
But I just love that more than anything, I do it because I love the support that it gives a community, the way it helps a community do the things that that make it a good place to be a part of, that kind of a thing. And, you know, you got me thinking about it a little differently. Like everyone's got their different stuff, but it's more for the purpose than it is about the, oh, well, they just need to see. I told you it's about the money because that's the first place. Is that not the Mm -hmm. first place that as you talk to other business owners, is that not the first thing that everyone thinks about is, oh, it must be about the fact that they need to earn more money or this. I mean, money is important, but man, it goes back to the statement. It's not everything, you know? So, right. Well, and even digging in about money, right? Like what is money? It's, you know, I love uh, Michael Bernard Beckwith. He calls it coin of the realm. <laughs> and what it really, it's, it's energy, right? Like even now we don't only vote in the polls, but we vote with our money. And right. I, I can tell you a story. I kind of, I, I, I feel like I'm always a student of life, but even with my kids, um, I remember their grandmother um, brought them leather wallets, right? They're like, oh yeah, thanks grandma. So here we were growing our retail in the salon and I found this cool company that uses recycling materials and they made uh, wallets out of recycled tires. So I, I bought it for them and I gave it to them. And their reaction to that was so different than the leather wallet. They're like, cool, recycled rubber. This is awesome. <laughs> you know, All right. And I just scratched my head like, okay, you know. And, and so it's, again, paying attention. It's paying attention and not being married to, you know, the concept of, well, it's always been done this way. So this is how we're going to do it, which believe me, I have my moments. <laughs> but right. then remind myself quickly. And again, through meditation, it's like, okay, but if I hung that up, what is there to see here? What can I get from this? And how can I serve to your point? Right. And so money is is energy. It's so it's a way of voting. It's a way of, of it's a, it's a power, right. That we support um, businesses in our, in our community. Like I know a lot of people who prefer to shop small business because, you know, they know the, the family, they know that by giving this money to this business, they can educate their kids, they can pay their staff, they can, and their staff can feed their children that we know and love. And this is how I want to spend my money. This is the energy, the coin of the realm. I'm using it to support this kind of energy. And so, you know, and I, and again, I mean, I'm intrigued actually by what the healthcare system is going to do, because I really don't know where people are getting money from, but they seem to be very slow, even in our hiring process. I'm thinking, don't y'all need a job? (laughs) Right. Right. I mean, how far did the pandemic money go exactly? But what's interesting is I don't, my perception isn't that they're going to keep a job for 30 years just to have health insurance. So then what is going to happen? You know, how are these companies and the pharmaceutical companies and all these traditional healthcare organizations going to survive? Because these kids aren't going to be able to pay for healthcare insurance. But what they are paying for is acupuncture. They're paying for, um, you know, uh, different modalities of healing and it's more affordable. So it's, that's going to be a whole interesting shift if you're paying attention to that. So again, back to money. Yes, you're absolutely right. It is. How can I serve? What's my purpose? How can I fulfill my life? 
And the money is super cool to have if I get that doing these things. Yeah. Well, I think what's interesting is it kind of going to kind of wrap this up. This has been an awesome, awesome conversation, but a couple of things really jumped out at me. You know, what's interesting is, again, this started with the idea of let's talk about flexible scheduling. And for those kind of tuning in, they might have been like, all right, cool. Uh, uh, we're going to learn to do X, Y and Z. And that's how we create flexible schedules. But I think the key is, is this is the X, Y and Z. The nuts and the bolts are quite simple, which are. Listen, you know the needs if you're a business owner listening to this, you know the needs of your company. And so we have to honor that so we can honor everyone that's a part of it. But once you figure that out, how you shape those hours and what you do with them. And again, if I gave you one really, you know, couple actually great examples about things that you could, you know, that she's doing uh, that kind of reshape those hours a little bit. But to me, the bigger part about this flexible schedule piece that came out of it was you think about, again, what stood out throughout this was how it can be represent who you are and your culture and your values and the purpose component. And that's what's going to attract people to you because you attract people like yourself. You attract like minded in that way. So, you know, as you can strengthen that component, that really brings that out, that culture piece, the purpose piece. Um, you know, the other component about that is not only does that keep people there, but you're talking about the impact that can have on retention, retaining team members, uh, things of that nature. Because I think you just you said at the very end, I think, you know, you're exactly right when you made the comment. You know, most people aren't just like, you know what, I'm going to stay at this job for 30 years so I can have health insurance. You know what I mean? That's just not at this point for some that might be, but boy, there's a good amount of people out there. That's not the motivating factor, you know, anymore. So you talk about the idea of flexibility and schedule can help again, what it can do for culture, which helps attract people, what it can do to retain those people. So that staff retention, creating longevity, creating stability, security. And again, in the end, also the last piece, which we could dive a lot more into, uh, but just don't have the time to do it, at least on this conversation, but we can have more for sure on this. But I also love the fact that just you talked about that personal development. So not only then are you doing that, but you're helping people develop not only in their own primary skills in that in that job, but other ways they can develop. So again, the strength of this goes well beyond just the idea of, you know, I think we have to get out of our mind. I'm going to kind of end it with this. And I'd love any final thoughts you have around this. I think we have to get out of the story that as many, many business owners out there say, well, they only want to work 32 hours. And they have that kind of like in there. It's only people only want to work 30 hours and instead look at it and say, hey, you know what? I'll take those 32 hours and here's what we can do with that and how this can be awesome and about how we can blossom into something more than just, oh, they don't want to and turn it into, but look what we can do with it, you know, and look at the power we can have with it. So any final thoughts that you have just out of all of that? Yes, absolutely. And and the other piece is we, we aren't at a three and a half day work week yet, but, you know, getting the team to understand that, hey, if we collectively do the work to meet this goal, here's what we get. So again, it's yeah. not free, right? right? It's not like you're just going to be given it. It's again, how can we earn this privilege? Yep. And as 
hiring, that's also what we're teaching. Hey, help us build it. And we get to do some really cool stuff. And again, it's that teaching. And by the way, I think we did it to our children by doing too much. Because I don't know, our parents didn't do enough, I guess. I'm not quite sure. But, you know, being a parent and then having a team and getting them to understand for every action, there needs to be a reaction. And so if we want this cool thing, here's what we have to do in order to get it. And let's work together to make it happen. So it's not just given, it's earned. Yep. Love that. The power of team in the end, the power of what a team can do uh, and how everyone can benefit from the strength of it. So love that. Love that you shared all that. This has been an absolutely fantastic conversation. You know, if I thank you so much for joining us, uh, like I said, I, we need to have more conversations because again, there was a lot more just even in today that we could dive deeper into, but, uh, but thank you. Appreciate your time with us and to everyone out there listening in, you know, thank you for joining, uh, our podcast. We look forward to, uh, talking to you guys again on our next episode. So have a great day, everyone. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks again for listening to the Beauty Business Strategies podcast. If you like this episode, be sure to hit follow and please share the episode link with anyone who you think could benefit from today's content. To learn more about how strategies can help create more fun, profit, and growth potential for you, your company, and your team, we invite you to schedule a free 60-minute strategy session by clicking the direct link in the description of this episode. There, you'll also find links to our wide array of coaching, seminar, and learning opportunities, all of which can be found at strategies.com. 